to another episode of TWSS with Zach and Nicole. We back, baby! I just noticed your shirt. The awesome is strong with this one. You know how it is. Just... We flex and we Please out stop. here. It's the summertime. Who, Your flexing? boy is gassed. Me. I'm gassed. <laughs> this summer has been amazing so far. Oh, I haven't yeah, asked you about your love life yet. I don't have work for the next two weeks because I'm on summer vacation. So. Are you still getting paid for it? Nah. <laughs> <laughs> you sounded so confident first, and then you're like, nah. Nah, bro, this is all on you, uh, me. You flexing out there in Seattle, Washington? I'm having a good time, can't lie. If we do have any Seattle listeners, Zach is single as a Pringle. I'm in the city. <laughs> What's oh, good? Oh, you're in the city. I'm good. here in the I'm city. I'm loving What's this good? for you. Hey, I'm having fun, can't lie. Having a good time. All right, let's get right into it. Um, okay, so <laughs> Shang-Chi official poster mm-hmm. it's not that good trash it looks like a trash bro with photoshop like it looks like they literally took the actors like individual snapshots of these actors and just placed them randomly and then they covered it with like a bridge and the rings and i think what hurts the most is the fact that the promo poster is 10,000 times better than the actual poster. No, it, it is. Like, that hurts. <laughs> I What's don't know. funny is... Go ahead. Like, who's been making these posters? Because of late, these Marvel posters have been trash. Like, who's, who, well, what's who's making is, it? I sent this poster to Zach, because I sent you a screenshot originally of what Marvel Studios posted. Mm-hmm. And I don't remember exactly what you said to me, but you were like, that's not the official poster. Oh, wait, what the hell? No, I was, then- yeah, I was like, at first I was like, uh, okay. And then I, I read the caption. The caption was like official poster for Shang-Chi. And I was like, wait, what? I was like, oh, that's even worse. Like, I just thought it was like a, a random poster, like a promo thing. I didn't know that was it. That's going to be outside of theaters. Yeah. To promote and it doesn't this film. look welcoming, to be honest. No. It kind of, if I'm being honest with you, this is one of the most anticipated films. Well, for Mar- I, I wouldn't say, yeah, I'm gonna say it's most anticipated because it is. Like people have been curious about it. Um, the trailer, and I, I've said this every single damn time, and I'll continue to say it. The trailer gives off huge Ant Man vibes with how those vibes are, and the and Ant Man is good. Ant Man is mm-hmm. funny. Paul Rudd makes that fucking movie. Let's be honest. Like, he is hysterical, and so is his buddy. I can't remember his buddy's name, but that movie is funny. I kind of, and I'm anticipating, I'm not, I'll see it. I'm anticipating it, but I'm anticipating Ant-Man humor, Ant-Man vibes. Like, why? That's just what the trailer gives off to me. It gives me off the vibes of how, like, Paul Rudd and Michael Douglas were in the films, and I... I don't want to compare the two because it's literally tomato and tomato, tomato and potato, but it's, I don't know. They're, the action sequences look phenomenal, though. I will say that. It looks like they're using actual hand-to-hand combat, like how they do in, in the culture, but I don't know. I just have, every, where, every series is different. Where are you getting the uh, Atman vibes from? Though? Like, specifically, because I'm very confused when you say that to me. I, I don't see yeah. what you're seeing. No, that's so fair. Um, where do you there see was, There was a part in, I think it's just different moments throughout the trailer. There was one, that, the the mi- biggest one for me was the one with him and Aquafina in the bus in like San Francisco. That kind of whole scene just with like the humor between them and then like just like the way the trailer is edited just kind of reminds me of back when we first saw Ant-Man. Again, I could be completely wrong. This is just what the first thought that popped into my head. No, I I got you. I, what I was what I was going to say is could this just be the the Marvel comedy aspect that that's just the brand oh, probably. of Marvel that this is the kind of humor and editing process for our trailers that we're going to get. Do you think it's that or does it genuinely feel like an Ant-Man trailer? 
I... Now you're having me overthink this. <laughs> mm. No, it good. just... I know. No, I'm just going to stick with what I said with the whole... Um, it just gave me those vibes. I mean, not that I'm I saying it's going to be anything like it. I mean, mm-hmm. other trailers like Thor... Thor gave me just obviously Thor vibes. Or Doctor Strange gave me... Every series is its own. It makes it its own. And Ant-Man created its own vibe. Shang-Chi, I don't know anything going into this film, but the vibes of itself, like, that's what I, that's, it just reminded me of when I first saw the two, the first two Ant-Man trailers. So going into this film, I'm obviously, it's just the vibes for me. I I will think differently probably when I see the film, but I can't really explain it. It's just that, that, the humor, like the, the wit, like the color palettes, I make no sense sometimes. I know. But like. Your opinions are opinion. Yeah. I mean. But what do you think? I like the trailer. Um, I like the trailer too. I really do. A, I think it's extremely action packed and it, it hyped me up. It had a Fast and Furious vibe for me. Okay. I don't know about you. But I felt very. With the, with the rap music in the back and. The energy going into it, it felt more like a Fast and Furious trailer than anything. I could see that. I could. So, um, but I like the trailer. I don't think I learned anything. Well, I did. It's like a passed down in the family process. You know, the Ten Rings are passed down in the family and he doesn't want to be responsible for it. And he's not his father and he wants to carve his own way so i was like okay that that's cool and i guess now has been thrust into this position of being a protector of some sort so so could you explain this to me in a way that i'll understand so am i correct in thinking that the 10 rings is originally what they mentioned in the first iron man or maybe iron man 2 i think they or no iron man 3 i think they did it they explained like the Mandarin? Mm-hmm. Is this the same thing? The Ten Rings? Because the guy uh, had the tattoo in the background or whatever. Am, am I thinking the same thing? You don't know? Because in the first, in the first Iron I be Man honest? in the back, you see the Ten Rings. Can and I be the honest? And then the third one they mentioned, the Man- yeah. I do not remember Iron Man 3. I'm going to be 100% honest. I Maybe I blocked it from my memory or something, but I... <laughs> cannot remember iron man 3 i mean i think two days ago or whatever we were talking about um ben kingsley being in the film and i forgot his name for a hot second so don't know couldn't tell you (laughs) okay that's fair Anyways, so we also today got a first look at the Lord of the Rings series, which premieres next September in 2022. Woo! Yeah! I won't It lie. looks good, dog. I'm That I'm hyped. CGI, crisp. Crisp. And I was never a Lord of the Rings fan. I will say this. I don't know if I ever told you this story. Long story short, I one day turned on TNT... Because this is back when, like, the first, like, few Harry Potters were already out. I think we were on, like, six or seven. And I turned on Lord of the Rings. And I deadass thought it was Harry Potter the whole time because Dumbledore was there. And the curly-haired guy, I thought it was just, like, a di- I don't know. I thought it was Harry Potter. I just thought it looked different. So I'm watching it for 20 minutes. And then finally I was like, that's back when, like, we had Guide. So I finally look on guide and I'm like, oh, this isn't Harry Potter. So I was like confused for a hot like 20 minutes. And then I was like, oh, well, this looks interesting. This is a new Harry Potter. Fun fact about me. You know, what's funny. What? The actor you think is Dumbledore. Is not it Dumbledore. It's not? Wait, I thought the no. same guy was in both films. No, it's not. <laughs> I did. I thought that for like 20 years. <laughs> <laughs> I still thought it was... 
this is something you can tell in the future to people. I thought, I thought it was the same actor. I thought they casted him into... What's his actual name in the film, though? Isn't it like oh, Gumfrey or something? Or Gambit? Who? Gambit. Ga- not Gambit. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> what is his Gandalf. name? Gandalf. Gandalf, okay. Gandalf the Great. Like, why would... <laughs> I'm not gonna lie to you guys. It's really hard to make Zach laugh this time. So I watched it for like a whole twenty minutes, and I'm like, I'm. There was a castle in the background too. I just thought it was like a whole other. I just keep digging. You're digging so hard. Oh my gosh! You thought it was a castle. Oh, that's hilarious. Oh, wow. I was like probably fourteen or fifteen, to be honest. I was probably you really 14. sat there and watched Lord of the Rings and thought it was Harry Potter. Yeah, hundred percent. I just thought oh it was like a different God. version or something. I don't know. I thought it was like different a new one I hadn't ver- seen. <laughs> Deleted scene. I don't know. <laughs> Delete. Well, okay. I can't. I can't save you. <laughs> Anyways. Um. Looks good. We're excited for it. I'm actually going to try and I actually have them queued up in my HBO Max account. So I do want to watch all of them, including The Hobbit. And just like, yeah, I've been the, trying to get it. I would like Hobbit, to get into so. the series. Um, yeah. So the trailer for Together starring James McAvoy and Sharon Hogan was released. The film is about a couple who are forced to reevaluate their relationship during the COVID-19 lockdown, which I feel like everyone had to. Mm-hmm. A lot of couples had to. Um, also, yep. I, I did watch this trailer 10 minutes before Zach and I started this. It's cute. I love James McAvoy. I love him in anything he does. What? Was that the wrong? No. It's not cute? I wouldn't say it's cute. I mean. I mean. They hate each other. In a realistic aspect. cute. Well. But. In a realistic aspect. But that's like. But that's like a realistic it's, kind it's of look into classic. how relationships are. Yeah. It's classic British humor at its best. Uh, you know. Uh, Fair. Hate, but like so much it's construed as love. It's very entertaining in that way. And it breaks the fourth wall the whole time. So I'm interested in that aspect of, you know, is that kind of metaphoric of all of us going stir crazy in lockdown and can't talk to our friends and so we're talking to ourselves as if ourselves we're talking over zoom calls yeah so you have that screen situation which i think is very interesting that they were able to play with that well but also this brought in a lot of like reality to what like couples went through or what like even anyone went through during the lockdown and where it's like when the wife asks hey like do you think other people are going through this too and i mean when i was in my dad's house for three months i was i him and i argued just because Mm -hmm. like two different way of look two different way of how we live Mm -hmm. um especially when i went back to work but the way that they said one thing that did strike me that I did was like, oh, that I understood that. Um, was when they said the only reason we're still together is because we have a, a son together. They had a young son, and I feel like that's even realistically without a lockdown, without COVID, I feel like that's how most couples, a lot of couples live, is they stay together just for the kids, and then when the kids are old enough and they can leave, that's when they're finally like, okay, let's. And it's sad, and that I mean, regardless of a lockdown, like that's the realistic aspect, and not a lot of people. Not that I have room in, any room to talk whatsoever, but it really lets you put a realistic up uh, an aspect on. Not everything is Nicholas Sparks. Not everything is romantic and sweet in that aspect, and that's something actually Cassidy has broken my wall about. And I mean, I was texting her when I was watching the Notebook, and I'm like, "Oh my god, like this is goals," and she's like, "But Nicole, like that's not real. Like that's not like that's." furthest from highest standards and i said oh no you're right like i like seeing this kind of 
stuff. Even when we all talk about in group my group chats, oh, these people are fighting. Okay, but like that's life. Like you can't mm-hmm. even if you don't fight, like it's healthy to have an argument or a dispute or something every once in a while because eventually this is turning into like relationship TikTok right now. <laughs> I'm going to stop right there and just be like, you know what? This put on a lot of perspective for, no? I'm going to put a put a technical on that one. Um, anyway. What's what's next? <laughs> what, are, what are your thoughts? Though? I'm curious what you would. No, I liked it. I Again, it's my kind of speed that witty, dark humor. So uh, I'm going to watch it. I think it was. I left the trailer saying that was really good. So I'm not sure if that's going to be the same pace in the film. Obviously these are the best parts of the film or, you know, the most entertaining parts. I don't know whether that's going to be what the whole film is consisting of, but for what I saw, I was like, Oh, I want to watch that. That's my kind of, my cup of tea. I love James McAvoy. The minute I saw him and I heard his, um, is he, he's Irish, isn't it? Isn't he? Or Scottish? I think he's Scottish. Scottish. Love his Scottish accent. <laughs> That's kind of what got me. I was like, when he was just, I'm sorry. Anyways, continuing on. In a good way. Like, I, I just love hearing when he speaks. Anyways, digging my hole. Um, <laughs> So the trailer for Venom 2, Let There Be Carnage, was the second official trailer was released today. Mm-hmm. What are your thoughts? Hilarious. I... I Obviously, very funny. Um, we kind of build on the uh, disgruntled marriage situation that we got from the first one, uh, where Eddie kind of is starting to get over the fact that his ex-wife is now in a Michelle, rela- uh, Michelle Williams, right? Yes. Um, so that that was funny. Obviously, the dialogue between Venom and Eddie is always hilarious. Woody Harrelson is going to have a really interesting performance in this. I I wasn't sure about the crazy bit at first, um, but seeing the whole... At the end of the trailer, I don't know if I, whether this is a spoiler or not. I mean, it's a trailer. But at the end of the trailer, you see him outside in the real world, and he's like all decked out, pimped out in a great suit and everything, and... I was like, oh, I like this performance so far. I think this is going to be something I'm going to talk about when I watch this film. Is this performance. Um, but yeah, uh, with with Carnage, with the jokes between Venom and Eddie and obviously Tom Hardy putting in a great performance as someone who's kind of dissonant and not really there. I, I was like, oh, this is this looks like a fun film. I would say. I don't think it's going to break any records or barriers or anything like that. And I think if anyone's going in with the expectation that, you know, we're going to get, you know, sort of uh, the Suicide Squad type emphasis. Yeah, you're going to you're not going to get that. But um, other than that, I was like, oh, this is good. And obviously what's good is that. Sony has kept the same formula. It doesn't feel too far detached from the first Venom, which I think is going to be an issue for you. I'm just guessing, but we'll see. What do you mean from the first one? I'm curious yeah. what you what you mean by that. Like stylistically and like I don't think Okay, this is my hypothesis and then, you know, I'm probably 100% wrong, but I think you were expecting something more. And the fact that this kind of delivers on par with the first film, that's not exciting for you. I could be very wrong. Oh, you mean, okay, you mean tone-wise and you mean Tonally, like thematically, it's not really anything insane it's not a step up from the film it's very much in the same vein as the first one is and i know you liked the first one it wasn't like spectacular to you um so i get the sense 
that the fact that it's not, you know, insane or just like a big step up that it's not as good. Um, okay, so the first one I loved. I really did. I enjoyed it. I But I will always complain about the villain. Did not do anything for me. That it was poorly written, poorly acted. Just wasn't good. But the storyline for the first one I did like. I enjoyed it. I didn't think it was terrible like people thought it was. Um, gave it like a 7.5 out of 10. I liked I loved Tom Hardy. Thought he was fucking funny. Um, second one wise, I watched... So the other trailers actually I liked. I thoroughly enjoyed the other trailers we got. And I don't know what it was about this one. I just didn't. It didn't do anything for me. And that's why I was surprised that you loved it so much. But then again, that's why we do this podcast. Because each of us have different vibes and different feelings towards trailer shows, movies, and like a lot. Yeah. Um, so like that's why I'm curious, side note, as to what you think of Black Widow. Because me, I absolutely loved it. I'm just... Using this as an example, but I'm I'm curious what you think, because mm-hmm. I'm curious if you're gonna love it as much as I did, or just think it's like okay, it was good, wasn't anything special. Um, Venom two, I am going into it with good expectations. Would I love to see some kind of twist where we do get like a, the multiverse kind of thing happening? Of course, there's been like jokes here and there. The first one, I genuinely did think we were gonna get something like an oomph at the end, like towards a nod towards Spider Man. I did. But I think going into this one, I agree with you on Woody Harrelson. He blew me away. 50-50. He blew me away with his performance, in the trailer at least. Because we, ha- I remember, I think when Woody Harrelson first got cast, we were like, oh, shit, what's going to, wh- like, that's going to be interesting. I think he- I'm going to love him being the psychotic because we've seen him in, like, other roles. We- I've seen him in Hunger Games. I've seen him in Zombieland. Um, you've seen him in True Detective. So he has a range. So I don't think we've really seen him in that psychotic role, mostly like the drunk or the funny or just some... I'm interested to see him as a villain, as a psychotic villain on this verge. Um, I think it'll be a good performance. I love Tom Hardy. I think he's hysterical. As you saw me laughing at the end, the, the whole last bit had me laughing in my office today. With the, I'll let you, I'll let you eat anyone you want, and then it goes, oh, okay. <laughs> then he comes out like that was hysterical. Like I love that duo, so I think it's gonna be good. I just don't have high expectations. Like, and I did think about this today. I just think Sony and Fox just need to step their shit up. I think with the X Men prequels, like they weren't that good. Like I think that they make, I truly think they make subpar films. I mean, we're getting Morbius this year with Jared Leto, so we'll see how that goes. I stand by my ground. I don't really like what Sony puts out. I mean, Spider-Man No Way Home, like the Spider-Man trilogy are good. I just think that recently, as of recent years, they just haven't been... You I, Go ahead. You say that because you haven't seen Into the Spider-Verse. I have. I watched Into you the have? Spider-Verse. Yeah. That's the best Spider-Man movie ever. I don't so... like animation. This is the point. So that's a Sony product. That's a, it was that's amazing. Good. That was good. That one. That one. It was actually... nominated for an Oscar. So like, <laughs> and it won an Oscar. <laughs> it won an Oscar. So it's it great. Like, what are you talking about? <laughs> Need to step up. Like they've reached the pinnacle of. Okay, awards. but that's one film. That's one film compared to everything. But you're else comparing Morbius and and the Spider Man movies and everything. And you were just talking about X Men prequels. But were they were they good? Were they? That's my. question. I never said those were good, but I said you have one example that is sensational. Yes, okay, so Sony to say, did put out an Oscar winning animated like, film that was amazing on that. That'd be like me saying, "Oh well." I said what I Marvel's said. Marvel's been around for eleven plus years, and then the films have never won an Oscar, and they need to step up. Like, that's take like, that back. You know, but that would be Black effect. Panther was nominated for best film. It's the first. It Marvel was nominated film to be for nominated best film, for but best I, film. that's what I'm saying. Like, it would be a similar yeah, I argument no, I if I made that. You know. No, that's fair. I'm just saying, out of all the superhero films we've seen, like in Sony and Fox, for me at least, like the earlier years, Fantastic Four was phenomenal, to me at least. Um, I mean, it, it was great for the time. I wouldn't say it's phenomenal. Yes, yes, but it was it good was for, the, for time. the time. Yes. 
But you see what I'm saying? Like, I just think that it just, it, for me, it depends. I just, I have to see the film to make my judgment. When I saw the first one, I was, uh, I loved it. That's just, that's, that's the opinion. Any more final thoughts on Venom 2? No. I'm excited to see it, though. I have to put that out there. I'm not, like, a hater towards Sony or Fox because they have put out good Marvel films, but I'm excited to see where they go and see if Morbius and Spider-Man and Venom ever come together. We'll see. Um, the first look at Mrs. Marvel. Mm. It's comic book accurate, mm-hmm. at least from what I've seen. Um, we just got a first look at the costume. Nothing really. We didn't get any kind of trailer. Nothing. Anyways, I just had, I wanted to put that one in there. What are your thoughts? It's, it's a, a look. costume. Yeah. It's a look. All right. So the Suicide Squad comes out this Thursday for James. They're releasing a day earlier for James Gunn's birthday. Any thoughts? Which is, hold up. Yeah. Which is great for DC. I'm sure is a huge PR stunt, but great for DC because it shows care and and attention to detail, which wasn't given to Snyder, unfortunately, that same kind of respect. But I, I think, you know, if DC is penning James Gunn to be the forerunner for DC moving forward, which probably could be, this was a nice thing, a I nice gesture. Surprised to kind of enforce that um your question was again just final thoughts going think into about... it like final thoughts meaning Dude, like I'm, every i'm ready to what go you... i'm ready to go like what who do you think what? they're gonna who do you think is gonna die off? ask me who do they think they... i thought you were gonna ask me that question who do they think they're gonna kill off um tdk uh, I think they're gonna also kill off maybe Polka Dot Man. If you had to guess, um, my question is, who do you think they're gonna kill off in this film? Yeah, I would say TDK and Polka Dot Man. Maybe Ratcatcher's like a, cause there's like this thing brewing between Ratcatcher two and um, it just Elba's character the name just escaped me for a second. Is it Deadshot? Dead? No, Dead, Deadshot right? was a. Uh... Is Will Smith's one? Bloodshot. 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 Anyway, something. I think it's Bloodshot. Bloodshot. So, like, there's a, a, I don't know if it was a romance, but some sort of connection between the two that I think could be used as thematic fodder. But, yeah. I yeah, Bloodsport. 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 Okay. So, for the most part, I think those three... I would say. Well, we obviously know John Cena gets his own show, but we don't know if it's before. And maybe King Shark as well. After. Oh, King Shark, King I Shark already knows, probably going to get the tank. I think, yeah, I think King Shark. Sylvester Stallone. I'm so excited to see his character. <laughs> I remembered James Gunn tweeted out saying something like, they're like, how'd you get Sylvester Stallone to do that? And he's like, I just texted my buddy and said, hey, you want to do a film with me? <laughs> <laughs> I have to say... I really love James Gunn. I really do. I think he comes up with these crazy-ass, unique stories. He really cares for the characters. And he, like, treats the storyline like it's his own. Uh-huh. I love that he includes Sean Gunn in everything. I think Sean Gunn, like, just does a phenomenal job, like, acting as those animals. There's, I, I don't know. I think that this is going to blow everything out of the water, and apparently it's, it's... Uh, there were reviews saying that this changes the DCEU. Like this is this is gonna change everything. Like what do you? Duh! Like like you. I've never been this hyped for a DC film before. You I will literally say this. found. You've literally found the director that single-handedly changed the MCU. Oh yeah. So. You don't think he's going to be able to do the same thing for DC? And they pulled in, I can't remember his name, but they pulled in the Doctor Who. I can't remember his name. 
It's literally slipping my mind. Gosh, why? I'm oh, hold on. I, I can tell exactly you in two seconds. About. We have Sean Gunn. Do, 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 Oh, Peter Capaldi. That's it. When I saw him in the trailer the first time, I wish I could I wish we could have done like a video reaction of our of our faces for that because when I saw him in that, I was like Okay. Come on now. I love this. I love that he has freaking Pete, Pete Davidson, Sylvester mm-hmm. Stallone, mm-hmm. Margot Robbie, Idris Elba, Viola Davis. I wish I could remember the other guy's name from the first Jack name. Courtney. Jack Courtney. Um, the mm-hmm. other the detective guy. The detective guy? The police guy that fell in love with Oh, Joel Kinnaman. The one that fell in love with uh, Cara Delevingne's character. Anyways, we don't talk about that one. But the fact that they got all of them back, like at least four characters back to this. Uh-huh. And I found out, I don't know if we ever discussed this. I found out that um, supposedly Idris Elba, when they asked Will Smith back, Idris Elba's character, that was supposed to be Will Smith's storyline. That was supposed to be his character, and he was going to be the main character. And then they just changed everything to his to Bloodsport. I was like, damn. Could you imagine, though? Like, do you think it would have still been, like, fantastic if Will Smith had done this again? Probably. I think the thing that would have been different would would DC have allowed James Gunn to direct the way James Gunn directs? Because you think there would have maybe been a power stroke? Yeah, that's the first thing I thought of too. I don't know whether it was based on the power that Will Smith holds um, or box office numbers, but like what I'm saying... No, I get. I don't know whether it's coming from Will Smith's end or if it's coming from producers' end at this point. Like, I, I really don't know. I'm of the assumption it's mostly producers, based on how poor the original product was. But I get the sense that they, Idris Elba is still, although a very popular actor, is still not Will Smith level. Yes, and so. I think they had more of a feeling that, all right, we don't know exactly the kind of numbers he's going to pull in, but at least he's a household name that people know. Um, I was still very excited when I heard Idris Elba was taking over this role. I thought that was good on their end. Interesting to see him in this role. We haven't really seen him in a superhero role before, and... I mean, he was doing uh, he was doing movies, but nothing like this. What are your thoughts? No, because I'm thinking like I used to watch Luther religiously. I really enjoyed that show, and so to me, I always knew this was in Idris's bag. Like I always knew he could do oh, he something did that like show? this. Yeah, he was the main character of Luther for. Oh, for I didn't a while. know that. Yes. So based on that show and a sort of sarcastic character he was playing and the kind of stuff he was dealing with in that show, I knew he had action in him. I didn't really know if it was blockbuster, but I knew there was he had he had that in his bag. So to see this now, I'm like, okay, this is kind of validation for him as an actor that he's getting that attention. But yeah, I, I I personally believe that DC's kind of letting James direct this movie the way he wants to. And from what James has said in past interviews about the film, they've given him the green light on almost everything. And so I believe this is the first time DC's kind of let their directors direct. So we'll yeah. see. And I mean, even Margot Robbie said that this is her favorite version of Harley Quinn, which says a lot, to be honest, considering she did have a female director. She had um, David Ayer. I think she only did those two. So I think... Harley? Yeah. 
Yeah, as Harley. So hearing that from her, I don't want it's bad for me to say, but it gave me the validation that, okay, this is going to be the best version of Harley Quinn we've seen. This is going to be her badass self. And I am praying that they don't mention the Joker in this one because I would love to go a film without, like, if we are really actually seeing Harley Quinn as Harley Quinn, okay, let's not mention the Joker every every fucking 30 seconds. Let's see Harley Quinn in her badass self. Let's see her without that sword over her head. Mm-hmm. Anyways, those are my final thoughts. Anything else before we get into this ugh, this debate? Yeah, I just want to get to it, bro. I Are you sorry. ready? Yeah, just, no, me too. I no, go ahead. care about... Yeah. yeah. That's fine. Oh. So... Zach and I, I do have to preface this. I did ask Zach on Friday when this whole Scarlett Johansson versus Disney came out if we felt comfortable discussing it on the podcast because there have been, in the past, we've made decisions, okay, let's discuss this because this, let's either discuss it or don't because of the controversy. So we made the decision together because we are fantastic teammates that it's something that because it is Marvel and because it is Disney, we felt needed our, we wanted to voice our opinions. So, <clears throat> Scarlett Johansson sues Disney over her contract for Black Widow. The actress signed a deal with Marvel, which would pay her a cut of the film's profits from an exclusive theatrical release. An exclusive, in quotations, theatrical release. Her legal team states that Disney Disney's decision to release the film on Disney Plus voids the co- agreement she signed and diminished her earning potential. It is thought Johansson misses out on a possible $50 million. Do you want me to continue or should we discuss that first and then go into the other two? I'll discuss the other two. Johansson was shocked by the tone, in quotes, used in Disney's controversial statement because Disney did come after her. And I don't want to, I, I don't know the quotes exactly of what they said, but it was something like, oh no, we gave her, they pretty much attacked her character. They did. And this, and the, and the statement came out, I want to say maybe a couple, at least two or three hours after she made it public that she was suing Disney over this film. Um, who is to blame here? Do you want to go first on your voice? See, this is why it was difficult to decide whether we wanted to discuss this because I think a lot of stuff that would provide clarity about the situation is in the contract. And until that contract becomes public, that we can all read it, which I don't think we ever will see that because and that's what I was the numbers, the money the she's going to make... No, because the money she's making, she's gonna make off the film is gonna be in the contract, and so we're gonna be looking into Scarlett Johansson's private affairs. And I think, from her team's perspective, from just a personal perspective, I don't think we'd get that. But I've consistently been swaying back and forth on this front, trying to figure out who's right and who's wrong and I think see all of this to me all of this whole thing hinges on the word exclusive I think from what Scarlett's agents have been saying her team has been, have been saying that exclusive to them meant strictly a theatrical release while for Disney, exclusive kind of means this is our product and wherever we put it, it's exclusive. As long as it's on a Disney platform or Disney published, it's exclusive. I'm going to interrupt you for two seconds so I can get Go this ahead. thought out real quick. Because this is, mm-hmm. when you say exclusivity, exclusivity, whatever it is, I can't say it, um, brings me to my point with this. Um and I'm going to let you with yours. But um, so obviously when way back when, when Scarlett Johansson signed her contract, there was no Disney plus. This was 10 years ago, 11 years ago, 
signed her contract. She probably had to extend it at one point because they probably told her, we don't know when we, when they told her, but they told her at some point within making all these films, hey, we're going to do a Black Widow film, but it's going to be at this point. Okay. So Disney Plus still is not a thing. They were probably planning on releasing Disney Plus. They probably had it because, you know, Disney and Marvel or Disney has stuff planned years prior. So does Marvel. My theory is that, and this just a theory, obviously they probably did not write, obviously Black Widow came out way before, was supposed to come out before Disney Plus. And it was never planned to be released on Disney Plus at that point because they thought no one knew about COVID yet. No one knew COVID was going to happen. And her film was supposed to release months prior to, it was literally May, May of 2019 was her release date. November was the release of Disney Plus. So obviously they were probably going to release it eventually on Disney Plus, maybe for free, maybe without the Premiere Plus. So I see her point where she's like, okay, shit happens, yes, but you should still give me the earnings from Disney Plus. You should still give me what you're making off of that because shit happened, shit changed. COVID, so I, I understand now where all the woodwork is coming from, where, okay, now Disney, every every studio is having to change probably contracts and be like, okay, so maybe HBO Max is like, okay, Suicide Squad, huge film coming out, Dune, huge film coming out on HBO Max. How are they going to, I mean, not that it's always about money, but like in a realistic aspect, it's a moneymaker. So how are they going to earn money from that? Is it going to be off of views? Is it going to be off of subscriptions that start to be made during those months? This had my blood boiling because I was like, you know what? That's a fair fair aspect because Cruella, the Disney plus, Disney in general probably had to change a lot of contracts, a lot of aspects of everything saying, okay, we're going to release this on Disney plus the same day as release because this will earn us more money. And let's be honest, I'm going to be that person right now. Disney is fucking greedy. They are. They lost so much money in the in COVID, in quarantine. They were they were shut down for a couple months. A lot of people lost their jobs. They're just trying to earn money back, but they're being greedy as hell about it. And they're being shady. So I don't blame her or Emma Watt or Emma Stone for going after Disney for what they deserve. And it's been 50-50 on Twitter. I know I went on a tangent. I didn't mean to, but Twitter is 50-50 right now. They're like, mm-hmm. oh my God, these actresses are already rich. They're already blah, blah, blah. But mm-hmm. that's not the point, guys. The point is it's the principle of it. If you're, she is working for her money. If they're releasing it on this platform, I think she should be earning the money that she deserves, especially because she, and she's an advocate for many women. She's not backing down. Mm-hmm. She's been in a guy's world for over 10 years with Avengers, with Marvel. So it's kind of just shady to me that Disney is trying to pull this on her after how much she brings in revenue-wise, how much her film did. I agree. I mean, that's However, just my, this is, that's my no, point of view. you made a fantastic point, but I think here's the thing, morally versus legally. And this is like the Morally, big discussion when it comes to to anything. And here's where like art comes into play, where an artist is the one that makes you the money. However, you as a publisher, you as a producer, you as any other business entity, sign that artist to a set of rights you take from them. you like... You, we will give you what you want. We'll give you the money, the publishing, the resources to make whatever it is that you want to make. However, we have access to that content whenever we want, however we want. We can do whatever we want with it. Your name, we can do whatever we want with it. Your likeness, we can do whatever we want with it. So here's the thing. Legally, by Disney paying ScarJo the money made from the box office, technically, Disney has done has done what they said they were going to do. They have yeah. paid her for exclusively for the rights of the film for the But the we didn't know release. it was going to be on Disney However, Plus until mm, yeah. But that's the point. However, however they found a back route to earn more money or mo- earn money off the back. Oh yeah. And then considering the fact that even if ScarJo wanted a cut off of streaming, right? Scarjo's not going to earn 
as much or anything from streaming because artists don't make a lot from streaming anyway. So streaming streaming is good for the consumer. It is shit for the artist. So I was like, I don't know. I believe I, personally, Disney should pay ScarJo. Absolutely. They should pay her. Whatever is left on the table, whatever is whatever she's entitled to, they should just pay her because that's the right thing to do. However, Disney's not in the wrong in doing what they're doing. It's bad. It's bad. It's a bad way to treat your employees, but it's not wrong. So this is why when we were having a text thread as we were discussing this, I was concerned because I was like, who is right in this situation because if they did pay and, her out that's technically that's point. right but it's it's wrong but they did what they were supposed to um but she is right i i signed this contract years ago with the with the idea that i was gonna make a kickback from box office i was gonna gain some money from box office you did it for rdj you did it for chris evans you did it for everybody else I sat in line. I waited until the time was right to. You were ready to produce my film. I Mm -hmm. did it. I did the performance. It's out there in the world. Yes, I understand COVID is a thing and that our priorities have to change. But this is where if our priorities are different, you need to change the contract. You need to come back and renegotiate the contract. And that's the big thing I was kind of bringing up because I was like, I don't know whether her team were the ones who did it or whether Disney just didn't do it, but somebody needed to renegotiate we, the we contract. We don't really know. They haven't, and we don't know they haven't really released who, details. They've only I've heard released that, statements. Exactly. I've heard that the team tried and Disney did not want to. I've heard that Disney did not think about renegotiating the contract. I've heard that Foggy wanted to renegotiate the contract and just couldn't get it to happen. I've heard so far various different things about this contract and now i'm concerned because i'm like disney obviously knew that they were going to use black widow as a money-making mechanism to earn the money back the funny thing is they did not notify kevin feige because obviously he looks like he's completely in the dark and they definitely did not talk to scar joe about the decision so they probably it's not until later on they probably assumed okay, i don't think if it's releasing on disney plus then obviously i'm gonna make that revenue i'm gonna make the 10 percent or 50 percent revenue of whatever she was promised for black widow maybe but i think another thing is here's the point if if you if someone else owns the rights to your material, they can do whatever they want with it. Yeah, but she's also and an executive producer, is the That's thing. not the point. She doesn't own the film. Disney it's does. Disney. Yeah. No, even if we want to talk about Kevin no, Feige, Kevin Feige doesn't even it's have a, a say situation. in it. That's, that's what, why this is so ridiculous, because this could have been easily avoided if Disney went to Kevin Feige and ScarJo and were like, hey, listen, we love the film. We know it's going to make a lot of money. We, we know it's going to be a bit great product, but we've lost money. Here's the idea. We're going to take the film. We're going to put it on Disney+. Plus. It's going to be our Kickstarter to start off the summer blockbuster run. What do you think about that? Okay, let's then renegotiate your contract. You see, we see you have the terms exclusive. Let's talk about what exclusivity means. So, I don't know. I personally think she has a case. I think the the writing in the contract, if the term exclusive is used, it's vague. And I think as a result, she could say, you know, whether you decided to put it on Disney Plus or not, exclusive is exclusive. So, whatever you choose yeah. to do with it, I'm entitled to that money. So, I wonder if that's going to be the case. But the way... The fact that they came out and were like, you know, we've done everything we can for Scarlett Johansson and, and she's been a wonderful employee of ours and blah, blah, blah. And then the way she's trying to find more money is ridiculous. Like, that was just so uncalled for. 
I don't and think she has any way of wanting, needing to have more money. I mean, that was also the other argument on Twitter was all these people are coming at her like, oh my God, she's a celebrity. Like she already has money. Like, no, that's not the point, guys. The point is that it's like morally, like, I'm not going to get back into it. But yes, morally she deserves, like she, she should she have that money. It. She She worked her ass off and she had, like she wait, they waited a year and a half to release, literally a year to release this film because of COVID. But this is where I wonder if, gender comes into play here and i've brought this up to many different people and they've all just told me i don't think it would matter but, but it would but that's why i'm con- Can I'm, you imagine, I'm trying though? to trying to negotiate everything because i'm like i don't know if this would happen if it was a man but let's just uh, say like uh, let's say chris evans let's say this right. happened when his when Winter Soldier was coming out and they said okay no we're not pushing it back anymore we're gonna release Winter Soldier on there and then you find out in the news, Chris Evans earns 50% or 30% of the revenue that Disney Plus is putting out. I wouldn't, mm-hmm. I'm want i 50-50 on it, too. I think gender does come into play, but I also think it doesn't. Mm-hmm. Like, I think it's just gender stereotyp- stereotyping. But And, and what, ha- what would happen, and this is my question for people, what would happen if it was a man? Would they still be saying, oh, yeah, Chris Evans is the man. He deserves all of it. And they're coming after ScarJo. Like, ScarJo, is, she's been Black Widow. Like, she's so... This is such a female thing. Like, that. that's where it pisses me off. Like, okay, I want to see this happen to Chris Evans. I love him to death. Like, I'm not saying anything bad against him. But, like, okay. I, I would love to see this happen to a guy. 100%. I think the fact... And we've seen that I think that the fact in, that like, she's the, a woman makes it worse. I think that's what it is. I think the fact that she's a woman a lot of people, yeah. makes it worse. Because you see that lens, like you, you yeah. gender does come into play when you think about it. I, I, I think you're right. I think, you know, you could make that argument. It could be fifty fifty. I, I, and I agree with other people when they say they don't think it would happen either. But I think, from culturally where we are, right, and we bring up me too every so often in them, yeah. on the show. But I think given that. You have to think about that at some point. If that doesn't cross your mind, at, at least it's kind of like, but really? What baffles my mind so, is that she's done these films since 2009. And the fact that they're like... But that's with Marvel. There is no loyalty with Disney. But she's been... But There's loyalty Disney with Marvel. Disney has had them since like 2012 or 13, I think. Right, but she was before that, wasn't she? I from when was okay, Iron so that Man, actually, yeah. Avengers was She's in Iron Man one, so it was two thousand and eight. Yeah, so that was before that. She was in Iron Man two. That was her. That was her big welcome. So that was what two thousand and nine, nine or ten, nine or, nine or ten. So she was still before Avengers the Disney merger, 12. right? She's still yeah, before the Disney there, merger. I think so the merger happened in fourteen. It's got nothing to do with Disney. It's got everything to do with Marvel, and here's where the point is: is I don't. We don't know what. We don't know whether Feige knew, and as a result, I don't think Feige could have fought for her if Feige Not that I'm biased. I don't think Feige knew. I don't think Disney and Marvel don't have to discuss anything. I think when it does come down to films, I think that it's it's Feige going, okay, Disney, we're doing this film now. This is our plans. Like, I think that's the only thing. I don't think he could... I mean, but again, we don't know. I'm just saying, I think Mm -hmm. I would be very disheartened if I found out that Feige, the, the goat of Marvel, was knew about it and didn't do anything. But I don't think, yeah, I, I think with his OG people, I don't think that would have happened. I don't, but I guess what I'm saying is from the statement he's made, he's I get the sense he has he had no idea. No. I get the sense he had no idea this was what the plan was. He was like, okay, Disney Plus, and maybe he didn't think about the fact that Scarjo was making, um, ex- had exclusive rights. Maybe he forgot about that. That could be a thing. Um, Maybe he thought the same thing. Maybe he was like, okay, he, she's gonna get what she deserves, like with it, because right. she has he thought he probably he he thought in best interest that Disney would pay her out. But we also don't know what, what he gets involved in. He probably he probably does create the contracts, or he probably does like discuss is, it with is, them but this is the argument and i think this is where i think marvel needs to be transparent and say okay 
we sit down with the actor, we make the contract with the actor, we send it up to Disney, right? But Disney doesn't have to pay attention to the contracts that we make. We don't know exactly what in in the merger what rights Marvel still maintains versus what Disney now has access to. It could just be Disney has publishing rights. They can choose where they want to put the material and however they want to distribute it. But contract negotiations and all of that, that is strictly all Marvel. And I get the sense from the way Kevin Feige has been able to bring different people in that he's in complete control of the selection process and who gets to be a Marvel actor. But I don't think Disney has to pay attention to that contract stuff. Disney's like, I only care about where this goes and you make 50% of the profit and we make the other 50% and that's as much as we talk about. So I think from that perspective, I I think it could be that Disney just didn't talk to Marvel about the contract, seeing as at the end of the day, they're trying to make the money back. This is a really weird side note, but I I was looking up at my Avengers poster because I have the Endgame one right above my computer, and I always forget the Endgame and Infinity War Disney. Like, Endgame does not have those Disney vibes whatsoever. So it's always, like, misleading for me whenever I'm like, wait a second, but Marvel is Disney technically now. Um, But, I mean, without getting too much into it again, I I just think it's, it's still shady. But that's just me. Oh, absolutely. I don't. It's I'm not just shady. you. It's not just you. No. It's not just you. I think it's shady too. But I and think I love that she's getting the support from her from celebrities. Like I haven't right. read any comments, and I love. You know what's funny now is that reporters are going to be on this like white on rice, and they've already been asking. They asked uh, Dwayne Dro- Dwayne the Rock Johnson in an interview for Jungle Cruise if he's going to sue Disney over the same reason over the contract and i i don't i think he said no or he said he's not getting into it or something but well i think he's a male he's probably no i i don't i don't think it's that clear cut i think i think now with jungle cruise i think there was the the idea that this was going on disney plus so i think the disney plus asterisk was in the contract yeah probably. i think whatever i think whatever he signed is done well, now, um, I think now, yes. I think now with these future movies coming out, there's going to be more contracts stating, right. okay, Disney Plus. But, like, I think with the ones before, we're kind of screwed, where Cruella probably didn't get Disney revenue from Disney Plus. Black Widow, probably Ryan, The Last Dragon. Who knows if Soul got because anything. It's, right, because it's very clear yeah. that Disney Plus is the moneymaker here. And these films were, po- were this two is years the way. in the making. Exactly. It's very clear that this is the way we're making money is through Disney Plus. So now we don't care about theatrical. Exactly. So I think moving forward, Disney are now going to make sure the contracts have Disney Plus in it. But I think before that, they were like, ah, we're just going to do what we need to do. It's our material. And then realize, oh, snap. Like these contracts were signed pre pre pandemic. And pre Disney Plus, sucks because that's, and that's so the, I think that's where the confusion is coming in too. Yeah, and and it's clear Disney's using public perception to um, create a negative comment narrative around Scarlett Johansson. It's very and, clear that's what they're doing. Oh, absolutely! Because Scarlett Johansson came out with a statement today saying that she was shocked that they attacked her character because she's been with them now for maybe six or seven years with with Marvel. But my so I did just realize Jungle Cruise was probably made a couple years ago because it was supposed to be released last summer and then they pushed it to this summer. So Jungle Cruise initially was probably filmed in twenty nineteen. So they didn't have their contract made up yet about Disney Plus. I mean, they probably knew about Disney Plus at that point. They're probably like, "Okay, we're going to create it." But difference is no Disney made. It's Disney made. Oh, I see your point. Okay, no, that's fair. Um, any more? So, any final thoughts on anything we've discussed? Nope. <laughs> Me neither. Um again at my thing no i guess all i have to say is that 
I hope we do learn more about the ScarJo case. I hope I hope it doesn't really yeah. go to court. I hope that they can resolve it. No, but no, it's not no, 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 no. Go no to what? court. Go to court. Oh, go to court. Oh. Yes. I'm sorry. My, uh, my I get what you're thing. saying. You, I get everyone saying, you know, why would you want to burn the bridge you've made with Disney and blah, blah, blah. But go to court. Sue them publicly. Why? Because that really sets up the the ability for other artists behind you to get what they deserve. You have to go to court. You have to go to court. Even if you don't win, go to court. Make it public. Put it out there that this company tried to screw you openly. Put it out there and then just hope that the next person who comes along is smart enough to be like, okay, exclusive, what does this mean? Exactly. Tell me, what are you planning to do with my content? That's the only way anyone's going to survive out of this. This also brought up the point that she's probably not doing Tower of Terror anymore. She's probably probably she's not. I would producing it, and she was going to star in it. I would have I loved wouldn't. to have seen her in that. Loved, but now I'm I'm, I'm interested to see what they do with it. And that's what that's another reason why you know they screwed up, because somebody should have thought about that. Should have thought about the fact she's producing our next thing. Who are they going to get the what? top Scar- Scarlett Johansson on a Tower of Terror film? Well, I would have loved to see her in a And now, who is going to join this company after they who did is, that? Yeah, yeah. That's the whole other thing. Who's going to... That's, that's going to be an interesting one. Who's going to join that film? Who is going to executive produce Tower of Terror now? Because After you know just that there's going to be either shit talk or the next person who comes in, they're going to be like, oh, oh, so they're they're trying for this one, too. Yep. So somebody wasn't thinking. Somebody was not thought. thinking about this before they nope. made that decision. They, I they know how she found out. I really do. Goofed. They goofed. Bob Eager would never... And this is what, so, what I think it was one of my students was like, this is, this is a, an interesting introduction for the new chairman of Disney. Like, this is the first thing you've done. And I didn't even think about that. Like, this is the first thing you've done since taking over this company is you do something like this. Wow. Wow. Even Bob Eager said something. Bob Eager came out of retirement to put out a statement that he's shocked. So you know somebody up there is getting fired or someone's getting... Someone done goofed. Either they pay her out to ensure public relations or they stick with it and risk losing tons of money. Oh yeah, and I gotta say, Depending what's disappointing for me, what's disappointing disappointing for me as a consumer, I have thoroughly enjoyed Disney Plus as a platform, and as me being the one in control and others like me, could I potentially, you know, unsubscribe from Disney Plus after something like this? Possibly. I would have to see how this goes and get more information, but yeah. <laughs> no, that's fair. I didn't even think about it that way. Like Disney relies on you to make money for them right now. So you as the consumer are in a position of Especially power. Especially with the content they're creating and putting out there. Yeah. No. So if you I, decided honestly, I don't want to pay for this anymore, you could do that and they're going to lose tons of money anyway. So... If I'm being honest, I don't even pay for the Disney Plus. I'm I'm piggybacking off of Katie and her boyfriend Trey. So But like I, mean, I, say, I don't like, really if you wanted to give a big is, middle finger to Disney, this would be it. Would be to just unsubscribe and still your account. There. I also Yeah, I don't use their Disney Premiere Plus. I'm not spending $30 to watch. I would have spent $30 on Black Widow, don't get me wrong, and I'd probably spend $30 on another Marvel film, but 
I'm going to go watch in the theaters. Mm-hmm. I'm going to give the theater my money. I'm not going to give. Well, I mean, the theater only makes like a you know portion what of I that mean. anyway. But no, I get what you're saying. You're supporting the business, but you know, the theater only yes. makes like a portion of that money anyway. So yeah. All right, Nicole, <sighs> do you want to close this out? Oh, I get to close this out this one? You're going to close this out, yeah. All right. And that was another very marvelous and (laughs) adventurous episode of TWSS with... Zach. And Nicole. See you next time.